kind of girl I need down with my team. Hey, 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 hey. We back and we back today. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> All right, we back. We back for another episode of Black Coffee with the side of candor. I am Nikita Gatson, co-host here with my girl Momo. What's going on? What's up? Ooh, yeah. Mm. All right, mm. we're falling into fall. We ready to we ready to roll. How 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 are things in you in Texas? Because I don't know the weather here. I'm in Chicago. It's up and down. It was like sunny and in the fifties today, which I mean. You know, I'll take it because it's been getting down to the 40s. Go on and tease me. Tell me, tell me what kind of good weather you got. Oh, 80s. Oh, beautiful. Mm. 60s in the morning. Mm. Oh, it's lovely. Mm. It's lovely. That ain't right. <laughs> I bet I bet y'all leaves ain't pretty as ours falling off no. the trees right now. No. Mm -mm. The, the fall here lasts about, I think, two and a half days, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, there Ooh. is no, you know, that's what I do miss about the Michigan falls, the orange and the red yeah. and the yellow leaves. And, no, you don't get that here. Okay. You it is beautiful, dry. but, you know, you do you do need, you need you a blanket, though, in, yes. in the nighttime. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Well, we're here today. Today's topic is culture. It's talking about culture, you know, and you know, in the context of, on the one hand, we'll talk about culture in the context of being an employee in an organization. And we'll share a little bit about what our experience has been in that way and what we think could have made things better for those leaders that are listening. Mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about what it means to establish and cultivate a culture as an entrepreneur. Um, so that'll be, that'll be our topic for today. So, you know, there's, there's always all this talk about culture and cancel culture and all culture these other fit. things. But, mm -hmm. So what the, what the heck is culture? What the heck that's, is a, that's a deep question. That's a deep question because it isn't what you say it is. It is what people experience. Exactly. That's the difference. Exactly. Because you can say, oh, our company, we we believe in diversity and we're family oriented and we mm -hmm. have bicycles and beanbags <laughs> and it, then it's one of the most toxic cultures that exist. Exactly. So and that's why I don't understand why why leaders and board members, if they are engaged the way that they should be, don't don't recognize this because I think they spend so much time and sometimes so much money hiring consultants in to revamp the culture or define the culture, but how is that actually flowing out into and across your organization? What would, if you were to survey 10 different people at different levels of an organization, would they come back with a consistent answer? Because if not, then your culture is not what you think it is. And, you know, for me, it's, it's not a statement in a handbook or a slogan on a website it's not a thing to do it's like you said it's what you experience it is the manifestation of your values not just the statement and its words so if you say you are uh, an organization with a culture that values uh, work-life balance and um, freedom of thought but if my experience is if I have to leave early to pick up my child who got sick at school and your, your only um, alternative is that I need to log back in after I get back home, 
Mm-hmm. Your culture is not matching up with your actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or if I have a lot of questions, because that's me all day. You can ask any one of my bosses, my friends, my partners. This girl asks so many questions, but that's how I learn. I'm not challenging you. That's how I get information. That's how I understand. Mm-hmm. So if I come into a meeting and I'm asking relevant questions and you give me an eye or you send me a, a, a quick Teams chat message to say, table all that to, to another time, mm-hmm. do you really have a culture of freedom of expression or, or vocalization? Or open door. That's what I love. Oh, open Ooh. door policy, but, but your door is always closed. I thought you said you had an open like you door. Oh, you ain't never in the dang old office. <laughs> Right. You're on the golf course. What, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, open door to no doggone well. Yes. 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 And you know what I, I found fascinating just on a psychological level is that in my experience, a lot of a lot of leaders truly believe that the essence of culture was the vision statement, the Mm -hmm. mission statement. So they would spend hours, Mm -hmm. hours revising. No, we wanted to say, and then that was it. As if that defines the culture. And you're like, you realize this is just a statement, like like guidance. Right. And guess what? How many people actually know? Could they recite it? Could they repeat it? There were leaders who didn't even know what it was. I worked at this awesome institution where the CEO had, I'm not even exaggerating, four or five different mission statements, different visions. The leaders didn't know which one was current, which one was, you know, the old one, which was it. They didn't, they not, so my thing is if you don't know what the vision is right. without, without a vision, we perish, right? If you right. don't know what the vision is, then how do you know if you, you're doing or going in the right direction. Like right. If, you, if the vision is we're headed north, right? But everybody on the team doesn't know that, right? Then how do I? How do I know? Are we supposed to be going? Oh, I thought we were supposed to be going south. Right. Oh, I like walking on the east side. <laughs> oh, we're not going that way. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's it's crazy because they do spend all that time wordsmithing, creating these very um theoretical sounding statements that they do nothing with if you're not re uh if you're not focusing in on those things at every town hall meeting if it doesn't live and breathe in every goal setting uh conversation then then how how is it actually a part of your culture yeah. Like we said, the culture is your experience. And mm-hmm. are you experiencing the efforts towards the attainment of mm-hmm. that vision or that mission? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it's it's the craziest thing. Because you're like, do people really understand what culture means? Mm-hmm. And if you say you're family-oriented, then you have to support family-oriented type things. Like exactly. parental leave or paid leave. Right. Right paternity leave, paternity right. leave, but you don't support those things, but you say you're family oriented. I... Hmm? And then somebody has to exemplify the behavior, right? right? Right. So if your leaders aren't exemplifying family oriented, then who is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who is? 
So then that forces people to adapt to a culture that is what's reality versus what is aspirational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, thinking about the the process of interviewing, you're excited about what you see on paper and whatever the recruiter is telling you is so great about the organization and the persons that you interview with and you're excited and you're expecting to experience this culture that is being sold to you as mm-hmm. as a as a point for a reason for you to come and join the organization and you get there and you find out things are not quite as as they were described so how do you adapt because that's the only thing you could do you could either adapt or you can say hey this is not what y'all sold me so I'm I got to go I believe that each of us has something in us that we know like if we really look back there's something that you go up Something didn't feel right. I don't, but you, but you overlook it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. no, nah, it's just me. And but right. we get little clues that go, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Don't be desperate. Mm-hmm. This isn't a fit for you. But mm-hmm. if you're like me, I go, nope, nope, it's a fit. I don't know what that was. Because one, the most toxic company I ever worked for, she showed me a, that, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of Batman. You know how like, the half of the face is like uh, a <laughs> and the face was like the chemically burned side. Like I saw it. I saw yeah, it. And yeah. I was like, run, girl, you better run. And I was like, no. Just having a little acne. <laughs> yeah, she, I don't know what that is. And they were either trying to put me under the ground, behind bars, or <laughs> in mental institution. That was mm. her goal. That was her sole goal. Mm. So you ask how to adapt. I, I thought it was me. I, I was mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. And, I, and I, I don't like that term, but I understand it. I was very articulate. I made sure mm-hmm. to articulate every word. Um, I made sure not to use slang. I made sure to watch my tone. I was criticized because I talked too loud. I was criticized because I looked people in the eye. Um, I was criticized for walking too loud. What? walking too loud um yeah so what? i mean it was, no, no really yeah I, oh, I, oh i have stories i have stories for days like if if in a meeting i, I went like this i saw i saw you during the meeting you were rolling your eyes you had an attitude um excuse me no i didn't because if i, I had an you- attitude you'd know it i promise right. you or i was always told i was angry which was hilarious to me on a certain level because so I'm ex-military. Like if I was angry, I guarantee <laughs> you'd know. You it. Know. Oh, you're you know. You know. You never. And because I grew up in an environment, you would never see me angry in a professional environment. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you said to me. I'm always gonna take the high road. Period. Because that's what my mama would expect. Mm-hmm. Period. So yeah. adapting is tough because even when you try to adapt, it's never good enough. Mm-hmm. It's never. good good enough when you're not yeah. valued it doesn't matter whether you adapt you spin you contort your body you right adapt. it doesn't yeah. matter when you're not valued no matter what you do you'll never adapt oh that's so. good because listen that means that it's just not a good fit yeah right those are the signs where 
adapting is not going to work now because it's i mean there are circumstances where you may have come from one culture of an organization and going to another that are markedly different and it requires you to adjust a bit that's one thing but it's something completely different where you cannot be your authentic self without a heavy layer of scrutiny it is just not the right fit so there are times and places for adapting and then there are times and places you either got to get the hell out of there because it just is not it's not the right fit and i don't know why i'm going this way probably because i'm single but i think that these are similar lessons for personal relationships too where you see where the culture of the person or that relationship it doesn't it doesn't allow you to be your whole self it doesn't allow you to show up in the ways that you, you that are authentic to you then that ain't the right person for you and so if you could figure those things out to your point where people are kind of showing you that little side where they skin is hanging off a little bit or they, <laughs> they teeth and still like hanging or whatever you better look at that and, and yeah. see it for what don't ignore don't ignore the signs mm -hmm. so that certainly relates to corporate cultures don't ignore the signs if someone says to you that they are understanding and blah 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 and you show up at the interview or someplace and it's completely different I don't think there's anything wrong with asking questions or to be like, mm, I don't think this is the right one. Mm -hmm. Thanks for mm -hmm. no thanks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So on LinkedIn, somebody asked me, you know, what do I think that we as women, specifically women of color, black women, brown women, what can we do to get out of this um, problem of that that women of color tend to have in the workplace I, I was sharing earlier that i found um someone had posted a uh this uh what do you call it a uh, schematic uh, a schematic of, yeah. of what it's like for women of color in the workplace mm. and it, you know it started with the woman of color enters the organization then there's the honeymoon period then there's the reality i think like what you were talking about mm -hmm you start pointing out, hey, you know what? I think we can solve that problem. Why don't we do it? Then you start getting the, oh gosh, she's always angry. And you're like, I I, I just pointed out that there was a problem. Right. Not only did I point it out, but I came with the solution. Because right. I don't believe you ever point out a problem without having a solution. That's yeah. just me. Then the denial. You start going, wait a minute, I'm being treated differently. Like mm -hmm. I'm being criticized, mm -hmm. walking too loud, talking mm -hmm. too loud, mm -hmm. rolling your eyes. Mm -hmm. Then that's all denied. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's the retaliation. Mm. Now you put on a performance improvement plan. Mm. That's odd because mm. everybody consults with me mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. five o'clock when all the employees leave, all the leaders. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know it's not performance, mm -hmm. but it'll be some soft skill mm -hmm. over your attitude. Mm -hmm. over so so it, it it's real. And and I'll I'll just end with this because if I talk on this, I can talk on this for all day. It starts with you, you mm -hmm. understanding that you are worthy, that you are valued. Ooh, yes. you, you are beautifully and wonderfully made, mm -hmm. period. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what people have tried to tell you, how they've mm -hmm. tried to make you feel. It starts with you. Once you believe, huh, I am worthy, yeah. I am awesome, I am badassery up in mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. then people start to pick up on that vibe. A lot of people will be intimidated by that. That's okay. Yep. Those aren't the people for you. But there will That's be it. other people that go, ooh. Right. Oh, dang. 
that that one right there, like mm-hmm. that's the one I want on my mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's that's where we gotta start. Like we yes. gotta get out of this. Oh oh, I work harder. Oh right, I, I'll do this. I'll take on more projects. Cause look, sis, that's not it. That's not the problem. That ain't it. That ain't it. Because you know what? <laughs> People out here dying. Yes, they literally under fifty, dropping dead dying. with heart attacks. Yes. Okay. It's not worth it to do that that amount of adapting, especially in a place that is um, demonstrating a culture of aligning themselves with people that they know are the problem and trying to coach you on how to be less of yourself (laughs) so that you can make less waves with this person who's the problem. And this person is having the problem with everybody, but Mm -hmm. you happen to be in the fullness and the beauty and the marvelousness of yourself, able to ask questions or call out some of the discrepancies and they can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And so now you're the problem. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. But again, if 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 that organization chooses to not take both persons' voices and give value to both and try to see what a, a situation that would align to make make everyone have a positive work experience then it, this ain't for me it's not for me. this for her this is the right place for him this is the right place for them and i think gone are the days where we have to adapt i think those those days are gone Ooh. this is a new world of work a if i can't show world. up look here if i can't show up in my lioness proud and who I am and my confidence that I can do whatever job you need me to do mm-hmm. without you feeling some sort of intimidation or, oh, right. gee, she's that. Then I'm not for you. Yeah. But I'm going to show up as the lioness that I am every time because yeah. that's who I was made to be. I wasn't made to be this little like, oh, okay. Right. Not to talk too loud. Right. Oh, right. I, I won't. Girl, I'd be in meetings like this. Trying not to <laughs> roll my... <laughs> Try not to roll my eyes, like okay, don't right. About to pass out. You're about to pass out, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not even kidding. And I was sitting next to her, so she couldn't see me. Uh huh. And I was like, "Mom, this is crazy, girl. Crazy. This is crazy. You, crazy. You, you, you late to me because you're trying to tiptoe because you're walking too late. <laughs> girl, cramps all in my toes. Like I'm trying to walk all quiet. <laughs> Now I realize how absurd it was. But at the time, I thought it was me. I thought there was something wrong with me. I didn't realize that people are making charts about it. Uh Women of color all around the world are experiencing the same thing. Exactly. I didn't know that. I thought it was me. So if any leaders are listening, do not underestimate the voice of the person that's not in a position of leadership. Have the courage to have a conversation with people around the person in leadership that might be, um, that people might be complaining about or asking questions about their treatment from that person mm-hmm. and have the courage to have a conversation with them on behalf of your employees. If you espouse to be a culture of inclusiveness, a culture that values the voices and opinions of your employees. And I'm not saying to, to hype up people that you know are just, because there are employees that are serial problem, problem makers. They will get on a job, 
quit or get fired or claim harassment or claim discrimination. There, there are people that do that mm -hmm. and, and, and the, for the wrong reasons. But if you are getting consistent statements about behavior, don't ignore it. Mm -hmm. And if you have a documented vision or mission statement, I challenge you to ask your new employees after 30, 60, 90 days of employment, what, how they would define the culture or how, um, how well do they, are they experiencing the culture? How closely aligned is their experience with what is written in your handbook about what your vision, your mission and your culture is? Mm -hmm. So yep. I, go beyond the board and the leaders because that's, that's easy for you all to come up with clever cliches about your culture. Asking your people what their experience is, and that's how you will find out for sure what your culture is. Yeah, that's that's part of what I do as a consultant, just leadership development. Being a leader isn't easy. If you don't like conflict, guess what? Leadership ain't for you. Ain't. It ain't. ain't. It is not for you because you have to confront conflict as a leader. It's not always going to be comfortable. You have to be the one that says, huh, that's odd. I've gotten three people who said the same thing about my COO. I, right. need, I need to look into this. Mm -hmm. And then if necessary, you they need to go. You need, if your COO is not abiding by the principles of what you stated, that's right. Were, were, were your vision, vision and mission statements. Mm -hmm. Got to go. Bye bye. Or even better. You're the CEO and you're not living by the precepts of the hmm. And you have people telling you that. That's right. And that's when your board has to do their job, their fiduciary duty as, as, as leaders of the organization to hold that CEO accountable. So yeah. they can't just be showing up once a quarter, how, however frequently or infrequently that they meet and only talk about whether they're going to approve a budget or that kind of thing. Y'all need to be hearing what, what are the, what the hotline complaints say? Mm -hmm. how, what, what are, what are the issues? Um, who, who can your employees go to if they have questions or issues with leadership? Do, do those issues get um, reported up to the board for them to address? Are they anonymous? Do, do employees feel comfortable making an anonymous complaint or do they feel like y'all go figure out who it is and, and retaliate? So it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of things that can be done to create a safe, um, collaborative culture that results in long-term employment for people. Because if you treat people well, they will stay. They will give you their best and their all. But cultures that make you feel like you have to question your own uh, work ethic, your own integrity, your own sensibilities. Mm -hmm. Those people are either going to leave prematurely, they're going to leave angrily, um, or they're going to to suffer in some other way. And and I'm sure that organizations are not looking to have that outcome, but they need to be aware that that's 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 what's going on. I just saw a post by a LinkedIn influencer, somebody who has like a cabillion followers. This individual said, you should not look to stay at a company longer than six months, period, period. Six because months? six months. Whoa. Because that's the only way 
that you are going to get to the salary that you want to be at. So I'm at A company for six months. As soon as I start, I'm looking for B company. Cause I say, oh, A company pays me X amount. B company goes, oh, well, we'll pay you B amount. Mm. You go, oh, okay, go to that company. Then you go there. And I thought, wow, when, when wow. I say the workplace is changing and how people will be recruited for these jobs is changing, it is changing. Because just, yeah. I would say 10 years ago, if you weren't at a company for at least two to three years, right, it's a problem. You were a job hopper. Mm-hmm. But now I thought, wow, you know how expensive that is? Right. You have to hire somebody every train. Y'all better treat these people right. Yeah, it's changing. I'm telling you, it's changing. We're going we're my company, we're gonna be rolling out a, a new program because the work the work world is changing. So how you recruit people. It's changing. Yeah. Like gone are the days of the nine to five, you know, sitting in the cubicle. Right. Those days are gone. They're gone. Yeah. Never coming so back. So for us, know. for us entrepreneurs who are starting out, building, developing, really be thinking about what you want your culture to be. Mm-hmm. And and if you have employees now, check in with them regularly to see what their experience is, um, to help to understand whether you're documented culture aligns with what your your people are experiencing. If you don't have a whole bunch of employees, but you have a strong client or customer base, ask them about their experience. Ask them about their experience with you or your team members so that you have a sense of what your culture is feeling like to those that are not necessarily directly in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely keep that top of mind. It should always be something that you are you are cultivating and nurturing and revising as as necessary um, to make sure that you have a culture that represents your mission and your vision and what you want your customers and your employees to feel in that relationship. Because it's a relationship, mm-hmm. but it's a professional relationship and you want to make sure that that culture that you want, something that is uh, professional, engaging, that you show appreciation, that you feel appreciated, that you are showing um, care and concern uh, for the people that you service and the people that are servicing servicing you. So mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. is important. Um, shouldn't just live on a piece of paper. It actually lives and breathes in everything that you do and you got to stay on top of it. Yeah. And, and I would say know thyself. If you mm. know that you like to move at a very fast pace mm-hmm. and you need to be very transparent and clear about that with everybody who joins your team. If your expectation is, hey, if I call you at two o'clock in the morning, I fully expect for you to, to answer mm-hmm. the phone. Because mm-hmm. guess what? When you lie about it, and that's what you're doing, you're lying. When you, you lie. lie about it, the people are going to quit anyway. So anyway. you might as well be open and honest. If you know that, that you don't have that you know, sugary, sweet kind of dynamic, be very honest about that. So at mm-hmm. least people know what they're getting into. So I would say know thyself. Yeah. Be transparent about what mm-hmm. your culture looks like. Have an accountability partner. Mm, that's when good. someone tells me, oh, I'm a great leader, that's my first red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That's my first red flag. I go, okay. Right. They need help. <laughs> you got to have an accountability partner. Somebody who can come to you and say, hey, Mo, girl, you, you were a little hard in that meeting the mm-hmm. other day. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm like anybody else. I'm not going to like somebody checking me. Right. right. But if Listen. I know and trust that person, I'll know it's coming from a place of excellence. Mm-hmm. I'll check myself. Like, you know mm-hmm. what? You're right. I need to go apologize. I mm-hmm. need to work on that going forward. Mm-hmm. So 
to me, that's huge because I know what kind of environment I want. I know what kind of people thrive around me and I don't make any qualms about it. I'm not going to bring you, I'm not going to bring a puppy, you know, to a a full blown, you know, fight where, you know, everybody there is 250. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, that's not fair to the person and Mm -hmm. it'll be frustrating for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and lastly, I'm huge huge on respect i don't give a rip if you had a bad day you had a bad night a bad morning no excuse your your boo made you mad don't take it out on me don't take it out on the team nope guess what we all have things that were that's right that's right you better say good morning that's another pet peeve i forgot i I can't (laughs) don't you dare walk in front and not say good morning i can't okay walk back and forth past my office you ain't gonna say nothing you ain't gonna say nothing you're just gonna walk right by me not say good morning you better speak so respect and speak not we don't all have to be besties but we will respect one another i don't care if your responsibility is cleaning the building i'm going to respect you and i expect the same in return that's right and i'm gonna say if any of you all need to adjust your job description to say not not can you carry five or 50 pounds but can you accept a phone call past 10 p.m to handle an emergency put that in your job description and if you need help Call Monique at JNCO <laughs> Consulting, and she will help to assess the effectiveness of your job descriptions and help you to modify them yes. accordingly. Yes, yes. Like I said, it's a, it's a new way of recruiting. Like mm-hmm. that whole, oh, need to be, uh, oh, what are some of the words? Like, oh, need to be efficient. Need to, I, people don't know what that means. What do they mean? Efficient and Multitasker what? and all of these yeah, fluffy like, words. Multitasking and what? And how do you how do you measure that? How do you gauge that? So so yeah yeah we're we're super excited about that. So I don't even know if I told you yet. So rolling out another brand, one eighty compass. Okay. <laughs> All right. See after um Sammy, she got she she had six seven companies. I was That's like, right. shoot, I gotta catch up. That's right. We could do we could do we could do more than we are not monolithic beings. We could do more, more than one thing at a time. But this thing we want y'all to do is get y'all culture together, check it, check up on it, and get it right. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. This is our episode this week. This uh, week. Uh, Yeah, this week. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Black coffee. I know. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Keep sipping. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Black Coffee with a Side of Cannabis. Be sure to like, add, or follow this podcast on your streaming outlet of choice. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Black Coffee with a Side of Candor, for a visual podcast experience. Catch you next time.